Wow. We're here. We're in it. Wow. The We're conclusion back. of ChatGB. Yes, and welcome. Oh, welcome. It's good to be back, guys. First welcome, time. Caleb. First time on the pod. Tell, first time, yeah. Tell us Long about how the, how the old old snobs are doing. It feels like guys, we went through a great you know divorce what? and they moved across <sighs> the I'm, right. I'm like, I was very jealous. Ethan yeah. and Ricky are doing uh, great. You. It was really great seeing them. It was fun hanging out. So cool. With the both of them, chatting about life, chatting about movies. We went and saw Oppenheimer together. We went and saw Barbie together. So cool. Unfortunately, we... We talked about filming or like recording something together yeah, and we yeah. just forgot. What, what happened there? We, we just got wrapped up in the the busyness of vacation where they we weren't, were. They weren't Knuff. We, 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 were, uh, we were not. Weren't I, you know what? No. I am Knuff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I literally um, texted Caleb. I was like, yo, you going to send me some stuff? He's like, hey, we weren't able to do it. And I was like, no, just do it like right now. He's like, I am not in Ireland anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was like in the airport. Um, yeah, but it was still really good hanging out with them, um, seeing them. They're doing great. You saw a soccer game, didn't you? We did. We were near a... Uh, Ethan lives right next to a soccer... In Europe, they call it football. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, wow. Next to a, a football wow. uh, stadium. Footy. And then there's the official pub for this team is right down the road. So it was literally well. Ted Lasso. It yeah. was literally Ted Lasso. Yeah. And yeah. then this extremely drunk guy and girl <laughs> on this uh, subway invited us to come to the pub with them. And it was... They're just called Scottish. Awesome. No, they were in Ireland, <laughs> weren't they? Huh? You were in Ireland? Glass we region. This is in Scotland. Scotland. And right. it was so fun. Uh, the guy invited us to have a cigarette. We invited our cigarette outside. And <laughs> you totally had a cigarette, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, my oh, gosh. What That's they a big it? moment for oh, you. When's gosh. the last time you had they a cigarette? They called the cigarette a slur, but I won't say what it is. <laughs> it starts with an F, but yeah. I, think, I think you can do it. You've said the guy said, on the pod hey, do you want to I'm like, yeah, you know what I do? He said it. Do you bleep it? It's in context. I'm not going to bleep it. Um, That's what they say. This but episode it's not is never airing. Caleb, man, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb canceled himself yet again. Hey, man. Words you in know the right what? context mean different things. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb. It was, uh, but it was really fun. Yeah. So we, we didn't go to a game, but there was a friendly going on right as we were there. But fun, fun. that was a really cool cultural experience. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, had a, had a blast. Scotland and Ireland. Beautiful. I had literally... 10 hours in Germany and so I took a train down to Heidelberg. Whoa. What is my only hope in life and death? To have no fears All right. of the establishment and <laughs> Not what I was looking Not for. What you were looking I was looking for, for the yeah, first yeah. part of the Heidelberg Catechism. Oh, none to, of us know it. That I am not my own, but belong body Catholic. and soul to my Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. He literally was looking to you to finish that I thought you'd get the Heidelberg Catechism, Jared. I only know the Heisenberg. I know it. I'm just... <laughs> you just want to you yeah. just want to razz me, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know the great. second one. Shout out, Ethan and Ricky. We love you guys. We miss you. Shout out. I also want to so shout much. out uh, Jonathan Bowes. Jonathan listened to our eight and a half episode. We had a conversation at Basil and Barley. He's like, I disagree with with you oh. he says uh, what what's the director's name in the movie again Nino uh, Guido. Guido Guido he's like Guido does change at the end you were wrong and I was like what? oh snap high school kid calling me out for reading the wow. film wrong. wait the, the kid who was on the podcast with yeah us? Dude, he needs to come back. Jonathan, you got to come back. He needs to come back. Defend yourself. I still great. disagree with you, but I thank you for listening and uh, just, just creating film discourse. The confidence. confidence. He like and, and he told you why. He told me why. He gave me wow. reasons. I gave him reasons back. And he's like, I'll think about it. But I still think I'm right. And I'm like, yeah, me too. So 
Jared doesn't back down from um, that. Anyway, that's just that's, good modern discourse. It's the end of ChatGPT, and I want to thank all um, artificial intelligence, especially in the music realm, because without that, I wouldn't have found my song of the summer. So let's go, Bergesina. That's for Eric. This is by Sue George. He's that guy in a couple Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, Jared, how long have you been doing this podcast? I love You Burgesina. literally just need to tell me the name of the song. You don't need to play it Burgesina on the Burgesina by Sue George. Jeez. This is so bad. Let me, let, me, let me fast forward so we can do the part I like. This we is so we bad. apologize in advance. <laughs> this is not how I podcast. It's kind of like Sesame Street. Or Yo Gabba Gabba. In what way? <laughs> Jared, is there a purpose behind this? Yes. That was a great Can AI generate that? No, but like, oh. <laughs> I was yeah, in a, it was a Spotify automatic recommendation for me. Can I? That's adore. an algorithm. You mentioned Jake Ryan. Can I tell you some guys? Some or you guys mentioned Wes Anderson. Jake Paul. Yes. Can I tell you something about the Jake act? Paul. The the kid in the kid in Asteroid City. The actor's name is Jake Ryan. He liked one of my tweets one time. We love Jake. He's in eighth grade. No yeah, like the I, main, the main older child of the family. Yeah, I, I tweeted something about eighth grade one time because he's in eighth grade. Yeah, he is in eighth grade. He and did a great he job. He liked my tweet. Wow. So I guess you could say me and Jake Ryan Whoa. are tight. No Q Bergesina. <laughs> okay. Wow. There it is. Um, you know Blake Lively liked our one of our hey, posts as well. Bragging. Does that mean that we're friends with her too, just because she liked something? Absolutely, and right. is, is that and how that right. is that how that works? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Just and I think we're part owners of Wrexham. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, part I'm, gonna, owners. I'm bringing us back because the audience loves a long intro. Um, no, they don't. So here's what happened. Um, I typed in to ChatGPT last week. Yep. Um, what are some hidden gems Ooh. a film snob would like to watch. What are 10 hidden gems? Hidden Happy gems. Gilmore gems. films. And it gave me <laughs> basically Uncut gems. The, uh, the 10 list that all you guys got. No. Oh. So then the I just responded, Okay. rarer than rarer. that. Rarer. And then it gave me 10 more similar ones and I put even rarer. Y- your response oh. was just even rarer. It wasn't and like it the same me, question. Yes. We're three wow. levels deep on the air We are receptioning right the chat. <laughs> so I went three levels deep and stopped because I felt like it was too much to go more, but I went like 10 and was like, yeah, these are the rare ones. But Okay, so, so you were I, satisfied I with, three levels deep. Yeah, I should have screenshotted it so you guys could have seen it, but I wasn't right. thinking ahead of time. Okay. Um, so the two movies that I narrowed it down to on this list were uh, Last Year at Marion Bad from 1961 by Alain Reznais, I think mm-hmm. is his name, and A Summer's Tale by Eric Romer. Oh, give me A Ooh. Summer's Tale. So, oh, are, are you leaving it I was to us, thinking, or did you already I was going to ask ChatGPT which of these movies is oh. Right. oh! All right. But then I might throw a little wrench into the mix, because I, mean, this is already a I was in Florissant today helping my brother put in a furnace at John Magoon's place. Shout out uh, he's Magoon. a realtor in Florissant. He's the, the main stretch in Florissant on the right. There's a realtor. He's thinking he's retiring. He's thinking of starting a taco truck in Florissant. So look out for John Magoon's taco truck. Cool. Um, and we went. We finished the furnace. Went to check on two other heaters for a leak, and there was a leak in one of them. So my brother and I were in there for like 15, 20 minutes fixing it. And there was a TV on in there, and it was a movie from TCM. And I was like. 
entranced trying to look like I was working, but I'm like, this movie is awesome. And you hadn't seen it before. And I heard um, the you had, name. You hadn't seen it. I'd never seen it. Ooh. And I heard the name Jacob Diamond. Okay. So I looked up movie with character named Jacob Diamond. And that movie was Home Before Dark from 1958 starring Gene Simmons. So I'm going to ask Chad GPT. Between the oh. three? Should, uh, here's what I've typed canceled. in. I want to watch a movie tonight. Should what? I watch Last Year at Mary and Bad, A Summer's Tale, or Home Before Dark? Can, before you choose, can we first acknowledge that we have a guest? Oh, we have not even mentioned. I'm sorry, yet. Tom. <laughs> no, I'm that's sorry, okay. Tom. Tom is I'm back. Just one of the regulars. I'm just here. We have Tom Rotering. You would know him from the Truman Show episode. He chose the Truman Show right. to watch with us. Um, we, right. We're glad to have you here. Highest rated episode, right? Probably. It's one of my favorites. That's what we told it was, you. It was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> it tripled our. What's your, what's your experience with AI? What are your thoughts on AI? Um, well. I've used the AI, uh, what is it? He's like a DJ on Spotify. It's That's how I found really, Burkesina. Really nice. There's, really? there's like an AI DJ. Yeah. He's really cool too. I want to be his friend. You like Yeah. He knows me really well. He'll mix in new songs. Better to all you deadbeat DJs out there, there's an AI DJ better than you right now. <laughs> he talks like this. He's like, hey, I've been looking at your Spotify and there's a few things you haven't played. <laughs> what in is that asset? I'm going back to the 1990s, giving you some all, give you three tracks and then we'll be back to switch it up. It's like Jersey. That, that was actually so like that? good. That is was so like that? good. Oh, wow. wow. Are you sure okay. you didn't just record I'm, a bunch of Jared's audio? I'm always listening to everyone's Spotify and DJing, I thought this was a, another segment of Jared's terrible uh, impressions with an accent, but um, also um, that was apparently spot on. Thank you. Yeah. Before Aliens, uh, my dad was convinced that AI was the herald of the end times. So, mm. I mean, Terminator yeah. ushered that in as well. Yeah. 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 Well, Holy cow! Yeah. Thanks for asking, Caleb. You're welcome. <laughs> Caleb did that because I failed you as a host. No, no. no so no. you have doom and gloom in your history with AI. That's, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mostly apocalypse. It's the end but of the hey, world. Let's let's let it make our choices. Yeah, today, huh? Yeah. So let's let I it know make what our I would choices. Like let's slip on down. Once again, that's last year. Merry and bad. A summer's tale or home before dark. What should I watch tonight, Chad? Oh my god! About to send. So this is like an actual live I'm thing. That yeah, it's happening yeah. live. Did you hit send? says, all three movies have their own unique qualities. And then it lists, last year, Marion Bad offers surreal and artistic storytelling. Summer's Tale is a charming romantic drama. Home Before Dark is a psychological mystery. Choose based on your mood and preferences. Not good enough, Chad. No! Said, I am responding, pick one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I recommend... Here we go. ...watching... A Summer's Tale. Yeah! Romantic drama experience. I love Romer. I can't wait. This is this is interesting, fun. Okay, you forced it to make a decision. It made a decision, and it said it's an Eric Romer kind of night. And wow. you know what? ChatGPT bows to us. Yes, it does what we tell it to do. We tell yeah. you to pick. Not you what pick. It tells us to do, even though yeah. it just told us to watch this we movie. Cody, this you. is our last episode. We say episode. think for us, and it says okay. <laughs> and we say thank you, ChatGPT. Thank you. You are our humble servant. I'm here for it. All right, let's go get summary. Let's do it. Is Cody okay? Cody? I think we're all a little... Oh, man. Bibliotech. Biff. That was a summary tale. Okay. Um, wow. I'm just seeing Caleb looking down. Cody's got his hand on his head. Eric and Tom look fine. Um, (laughs) Seva. 
Wow. Me? My Me. life's nothing I shot. I thought it should be and everything I was worried it would become. <laughs> oh, I was going to get eaten. A harrowing tale of All Caleb's right, life. I'm going to give you a quick... Uh, I'm going to give wow. you a quick... Wow. Rundown oh. synopsis of the summary <laughs> of this <laughs> film. <laughs> what is going on <laughs> with got, these two guys? I cannot Yikes. wait to hear uh, your thoughts. Um, I'm going to give a quick synopsis, and then we're going to run into initial thoughts, and we'll go from there. <laughs> Summer's Tale, directed by Eric Romer, not his real name. Um, this is a movie from 1996. It concerns a uh, young man named... Um, what is his name? Did we get his Gaspar. name? Gaspar. Gaspar. Gaspar's uh, by himself at the start of the movie. He's vacationing in a... Uh, northern french uh oceanic town i forget what the town is but mm. he's in northern france Saint on the Milo. beach a beach town and he's just there by himself we find out that maybe he's waiting for some friends to show up um he meets a waitress named margo yes. uh moment of silence for margo moment of silence <sighs> She didn't die. We just love Margot so much. Margo. There was literally no silence in that. <laughs> <laughs> we did not stop so he meets for Margo. He kind of befriends Margot uh, through his conversation with Margot. We figure out that um, he is there waiting for another woman. Mm -hmm. um, and in the midst of all of this, there's Margot. There's this other woman, Lena, who may or may not show up. And then there's another woman named Celine who... Uh, she sees him at the disco and is kind of interested, and then it sends Gaspar into this, 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 this uh, romantic entanglement that is beyond <laughs> almost any romantic entanglement I've ever seen in a movie. So we're going to go around and get your initial thoughts. This movie's pretty funny. Tom was sitting next to me. He laughed quite a bit. <laughs> I appreciated sitting next yeah, to Tom. I did. Um, oh, it's got romance. So it's got heartbreak. It's got uh, philosophy. It's got conversation, and just humans trying to figure out young people trying to figure out love. We're gonna get initial thoughts. Do I start to the left or do I start to the right? <laughs> you me? start to the left. Caleb, we're gonna give you some time to okay. gather your thoughts. <laughs> Cody, we're gonna give you Eric. What did you think of this movie? I thought it was delightful. I thought um, I don't know. Initial thoughts were. Um, like it had really interesting weird transitions in the in the movie it would like cut and then it would like go to the next day and it'd be like cut yeah this is over like almost yeah. a month between july and August. right right yeah i couldn't remember when it started july 7 17th 17th yeah and we ended august 7th Eight? almost or a sixth appropriately sixth? on the 10th Wow. What an August yeah. love film. We knew Isn't what we were love doing. love in the air, Caleb? Chat GPT anyway, knew what we were doing. initial thoughts. <laughs> That's why. Chat knew what we needed tonight. AI knows. Uh, yeah. No, I thought it was delightful. I thought it was um, a very interesting kind of, uh, I guess it would be a square. I was going to say love triangle. A love square. But it would be a love square um, because there's three. It's a love pyramid. Three women. Oh. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot better. What a theological love square. <laughs> love square. Love square. Baby, baby. love square. <laughs> Stop it. Love square. Yeah. I I'm at the beach and I don't, don't know do if this. I want Celine or Lena or maybe Margot. Oh, no, 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 
That was epic. Love Shack by the B52s uh, is the worst song ever written. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I actually will have the B52s. Cody was telling me yesterday how much he hates Love Shack. We have played Love Shack on the pod so many times. What was our first Love Shack? What was it? Shark Snack? Shark Snack or Baby? Or Shoe Stack? Shoe from Pants We did it like twice in a row. Shark Snack, Shoe Stack, now Pyramid. What was it? Pyramid Square. Yeah. Square. I don't know. Sorry, I threw that off. Go keep I loved it. I loved it. No, it's okay. Um, delightful French film. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about it. Uh, it had some good, had some good laughs, uh, some good, some good blocking. Um, but all in all, yeah, I don't know. It was unexpected. I had never heard about the film, and I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe it's because I'm in a vastly different life situation than some <laughs> Rub it in, dude. <laughs> by, by that you say you're married. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no. <laughs> it's I'm great. so sorry. No, okay. Uh, let's let's move on, please. Yeah. To, to yeah. Tom. good to learn. Well, I, so my this headline. This Tom, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, Tom. My headline for my review is uh, Beautiful French Angst in 4-3. Um, just a beautiful movie. Nice. I really loved the lighting. I loved all the shots. I thought, you know, I don't know if it's been like uh redone or whatever but mm. it was it was beautiful it was like i really liked it was like it. warm yeah it's like real light and warm it colors. was cool they did recently um i don't know if restored remastered? but just remastered eric romer's uh for yeah it looked uh four tales the four seasons he's got a spring uh-huh. summer winter yeah. uh autumn it was 96 uh, criterion collection yeah, yeah this is 96 all did those were 96. 90s i think one might have been late eighties, but I okay. think you know it wasn't. It wasn't in a rush. It no. knew what it was. Yeah. It uh, every single transition was a card that said uh, this is this date, and now it's this date, and now it's this date. It was a date card, and it, <laughs> and then it ended, and it was done. And I yep. think it just. I felt like I was there. I felt like I was on vacation. I felt yeah. like I had nothing to do except for talk about my relationships and mm. um, who I am and and what I am and and ultimately just kind of move on and and uh, not have any resolution to anything. So <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, it, uh, pre, pre-cell phone, I, I realized I don't take enough walks with people and just have like... Ser- like stream of consciousness yeah. uh yeah. Dis- like conversations oh yeah because that's that's basically what they were doing it's been lost. i think i need to run away from people more Ooh. when i'm talking to them yeah. and just see if they follow me which is yeah. kind of like see if they grab oh. you by the wrist <laughs> yeah see if they yeah hurt you. so you you identified as lena or uh, who ran away you know Marcos. i think they they all kind of uh except for celine celine was direct she was straightforward serene celine knew what she yeah. wanted um i loved it i thought i thought it was great as someone in a, a similar life situation as eric uh, <laughs> and jared you know it was and jared and jared thank uh, you for recognizing that i too am married yeah dude so why don't you have a ring on your finger dude yeah where's oh, your because ring dude i was working on the furnace and i don't like wearing my okay. ring just in case okay. of accidents sure 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 sure, sure, sure. i went sure, home sure, and uh, sure. forgot to put it on rip your uh-huh. finger off i know you are the rubber ring for the record i, I have the rubber working. ring um i just started a, when i do that kind of work i just don't yeah, yeah. dude i was at your wedding Oh. Yeah, no, it's okay. Oh, wait. No, wait. No, 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 oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Hey. Dang. Hey. Oh, wait. Oh, I was at your wedding, though, Tom. Oh. 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 
Whoops. All right, Cody. Cody. <laughs> You're up. How you doing, yep. bud? How you yeah. doing? How you doing, bud? Uh, You're the last. Let's, to- let's everyone here. Let's all sigh at the same time for Cody. Three, two, one. <sighs> You're the last to get out. You were, yeah, just sit, you were just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was... Um, I think the way that it was structured with the dates, like you guys have mentioned, was super interesting. It was like a travelogue, which is mm-hmm. very in tune with the whole sea shanties and sea travel and yeah. tall ships and this this kind of recurring theme throughout the, the movie. And they actually structured it like a you know, Captain Cook tale. Um, and so that was kind of interesting that they did that for a somewhat like, like Eric mentioned, like this movie can be described as just a bunch of people walking. Like there's not much more happening than, um, than that into each other. Yeah. (laughs) Guys playing guitar at women. Um, I want to push you around. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Weird lack of horses in this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bike is kind of disappointing. A machine horse, I would say <laughs> the wheeled horse, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was well filmed. I thought it was well acted. Um, yeah, some tough stuff in there. Some great stuff. Yeah. Do we know if good these, exploration? If these guys like went on to do more things, like that, they're pretty famous, or are they pretty like indie pe- people? The actors, actors. Yeah. Uh, Eric Romer was famous was for using non actor actors. It was Matt Most right. of the, the people he used actor, a lot of them actually weren't like right. movie actors before yeah. his movies. That's smart. Although he did use some people multiple times. They seem like real people. Yeah. Hey, bud. Hi guys. Hi. You know, as as someone who has had his fair share of summer flings. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> what is this? The Grease Diaries? This 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 is summer loving. I what felt are, this movie quite a bit. Oh my god. Um, yeah. yeah, just keep man. Going. And so I'd seen I've seen his six moral tales. Eric Romer's six moral yeah. tales, um, which are Mods. the Bakery Girl of Monse. Uh, th- Suzanne's career. Suzanne's career. Are the collection news. La collection news. La collection news. Claire's knee. Claire's knee. Oh, my night at Maud's. My night at Maud's. And then uh, chocolate these. croissant. Love no. in the afternoon. <laughs> Love in the afternoon. Yeah. So he has these six moral tales. <laughs> chocolate cigarette. Chocolate cigarette. <laughs> we invite our cigarette outside. Um, so watch, he, watch it. He has these six moral tales. Uh, I think I, I love Claire's knees. My favorite of those. Are those okay. full films or shorts? Uh, full the film, bakery uh, girls a short. Yeah, sure. And Suzanne's career, I think, might be. Yeah, there's ones like one of those is like an hour. Okay, okay. My favorite of those is My Night at Muds. Okay. What these, these guys are having a side <laughs> conversation over here? No, you didn't. Um, oh my god. Anyway, keep going. Uh, and I think Eric Romer does something interesting. I, this is the first of the four seasons that I've seen. He does an interesting exploration of men, especially young men's, like relationships with women and how they view relationships and so i like i put myself in the uh, like naturally put myself in the shoes of like gaspar in this movie but like 
I don't want to be like him. <laughs> no. No, but yeah. like it's it, Then what are you going to change? Right, right, right. So it's like <laughs> it's kind I, of pier- it's kind of piercing to watch as a young man. Yeah, I yeah. Think. So as yeah. as like yeah. a young yeah. person in the dating scene, you're like right. I don't want to be like that. I feel like that and as someone who likes to mope and be <laughs> and, and be angsty and likes to throw himself pity parties <laughs> like i see that i'm like well mm. i don't want that We've been there. i We've identify been there. with that in france i cannot believe this guy didn't smoke like yeah i, yeah, like, I know no cigarettes that I, should yeah. have been an automatic the 90s was a different time yeah. i guess um yeah. so yeah i i loved this uh i already rated it i think it's great whoa yeah would oh, you give it? Go, go check my letterbox. I'm Shoot. looking. I'm looking. I'm I'm pulling up a letterbox. Go check. I haven't <laughs> yeah. even rated it yet. Shoot, should we rate it? Or oh oh, it's loading. <gasps> it's loading. Eric's five stars, and baby. baby. That's a holy fiber. crap. And that's... you reviewed it. And I reviewed. Oh it. no, this review. That should we read it up high? Read it out strings. Loud. Oh no, now I'm really sad. <laughs> that's the review. That's it. Yeah, oh no, now I I'm really sad. Like a, couple months ago in the review was oh no no i'm sad but this one's like oh no <laughs> i'm really sad i love how the artist it's like a crayon drawing yeah for the, i like and his, it, it perfectly the, captured his hair yeah um oh my but yeah I, I think these i think this was great um yeah kind of exploring this guy's relationship with all these three girls and kind of trying to decide and like this internal struggle of like deciding what and so many insecurities and stuff coming through so yeah i don't know i i really enjoyed it and it looks beautiful 35 mil oh yeah four by four by three easily 35 yeah it's an easy it's at least maybe 100 mil <laughs> could, be, could be 70 mil that's a topical. lot of mills up on that <laughs> sorry, screen sorry. 35 right millimeter tom we're gonna have a talk stock. about this later thank you um yeah looked beautiful i love the french countryside i think that's one of the reasons i love claire's knee is it's just it's in that one city on that lake what's that lake in france i think you're Don't going know. aren't you going there we're going Jared? to on and see i think that's is where claire's knee in on and see i think it is oh, i gotta watch claire wait is that literally where they were going is where you're going no 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 we're what talking was about that? what was knee? that called that no, was no, no, no. Boisson. Um, yeah, loved it. Wow. And uh, it devastated me. And that's why I loved it. <laughs> it ruined me. That's a good movie for Caleb. <laughs> hey, guys, your film snob, Jared Klopfenstein, coming at you. I'm the host. I picked this movie because I flip and love this movie. Uh, I think Chad Eric Romer is movie. one of the greatest directors of all time. I think he's incredibly underrated. I've seen 21 of his films. I just checked Letterboxd. Jeez. And I'm like trying not to watch him too fast because it's like every five or six months, I'm like, I want to add another one. I've seen all the big ones. Really love this one. Really love The Green Ray. Really love Full Moon in Paris and Four Adventures of Maribel and Raynette and Maribel and what was the last time you Rendezvous saw this? in Paris. I saw this probably three or four years ago. Okay. It's been a while. Um, it's one of the, this is my second watch because there's so many and I can just keep, and it, all his films feel like they're the exact same. Not all of them, but a lot of them feel like they're the exact same. You see 21 of how many does he have? Uh, it's, I don't know what letterbox. I don't know how many feature lengths he has. Probably okay. 25, 30, yep. somewhere in there. Um, My favorite's one from 2007 called The Romance. 79 on Letterbox, but most of those are short. Yeah, The Romance of Astri and Celadon, which is his last movie mm. before he died, and it's quite theological, actually. And mm. it, it looks like it would be a trash movie if you watched a trailer, and it's 
amazing. It's about I don't a know dinosaur? How it works. A dinosaur, a celadon? The romance of Ostri and Celadon. Oh. It is unlike anything I've ever seen, and it looks so cheaply made, but it's brilliant. Um, wow. That's why I think I love about Romer so much, is all of his movies are so cheaply made. Yeah. Um, and he has something where he makes it work because his writing's so good and his situations are so good. Mm. I'm going to give you... Here's what Eric Romer does. It's a variation on a theme every time. Not every time, but most every time. There's young people. Yeah. Mm. They have romantic conundrums. Yeah. And typically it comes down to there's a good choice and there's a bad choice or a couple of bad choices. And then in the end, the character either makes a good choice or a bad choice or doesn't make a choice at all. Mm. And there's an Eric Romer movie in a nutshell. And Mm, I love it every single time. Every time it's a variation on a theme. Um, He came out of the French New Wave with guys like Godard and Truffaut. And um, he's, he's my favorite of all those French New Wave guys, even though he was a little bit outside of the scene. Apparently, this is maybe his autobiographical movie some people say he's a very private person there's not much known about him even his mother didn't know that he directed movies ever before she died um because it eric romer is not his real name so very private guy devout catholic um wow married to the same woman his whole life which i think is why i trust his analysis of relationships more Mm. than um a lot of the other french new wave guys (laughs) who maybe not had the best track record um in romance um and yet a film like this kind of puzzles me with a man like that like Mm. if Mm. that's an expression it's like what are you expressing i think it's an expression that he um in all of his movies i think he understands the conundrums that young people go through in trying to figure out what love is in a attempt to get to a marital relationship, even if they know it or not. Um, okay. So I think, be, and he didn't start making movies till he was like 40. He used to be wow. a film critic. Um, hmm. So I think there's something about his wisdom. It felt like an exploration. Yeah, all of them are. He said he's more interested in presenting ideas than uh, actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for all the snobbies who uh, have not seen this, yeah. uh, give the elevator pitch and what happens during this movie. Okay, Summer's Tale. Spoiler alert. Here's what happens. Our boy Gaspar, he's got curly hair. He's at the beach. He swims in his swim trunks. Doesn't care. And he plays guitar. And he's good at it. He's uh, waiting around, waiting around. Meets uh, the waitress, Margot. Margot. Uh, they start walking around seems like there could be some romantic potential there meets Um, her at the beach later she seems pretty cool she seems pretty confident she's not coming on too strong but she's letting him know there's a little something there he's there has a boyfriend has a boyfriend this is Uh, where we learn that he has a girlfriend allegedly this is where we learn he also has a girlfriend but not really a girlfriend just some girl that he's obsessed with that he keeps bumping into coincidentally not really lame um so and then in the midst of this they go to a disco there's this other girl celine that sees them and you can tell she's interested they run into each other celine's into him she's like come to my uncle's house we'll go on a boat um (laughs) listen to the accordion listen to the accordion before they go on the boat shanty they sing a shanty they make a shanty unlike uh margo selena's very forward they make out yes immediately day one but not too much not too much and then he's a player he's like i made this song and i'm gonna write it with you mm-hmm. and it's gonna sort of be about you even though it's about my girlfriend even though, yeah, he, he already had that saved and ready to go for lena but he's like she's not showing up might as well give this to the, some other girl. Mm-hmm. here you go so he's planning on going on this couple day trip with celine margot finds out she's a little sad and then yep. guess what Jealous. he's about to go meet celine and then who's at the beach it's lena 
the long lost up. girlfriend. Uh. And guess what? She's blonde. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, was, no. That, that threw oh, me through a loop. No. Threw us for a loop because the others had dark and a hair. Blonde? Ugh. Sounds like a joke. Uh, Lena's like, I'm into you. I'm into you. Uh, you're not like the other guys. Day later, my friends don't like you. I'm not into you. Gaspar's like, what do I do? I'll go with Celine. Whiplash. Then Celine's like, cool. And then Lena's like, no, come with me. And he's like, oh, no, what do I do? And then Margot's like, I want to kiss you too now. And then he's like, but Margot's cool about, I don't know. So it's just lots of this. And that's the movie. Um, Can I tell you the second it, I the it second feels that It sounds confusing. like a cheap rom-com, but it, it is not, I assure you. Yeah. Second in the restaurant, I saw Margot. I knew she was going to be like in involved in the plot, but the second I saw her, I fell in love. You wow. fell in love. Oh, no. Margot oh, is is the you're one. Literally, this guy. <laughs> she oh, should have no. been the one. Oh man. <laughs> God almighty. Um, okay, so <laughs> oh. let's go off of Roma here. Romer said his movies are mo- mostly concerned with ideas rather mm-hmm. than uh, actions. Sure. I want to know from you guys, what are the uh, I- what is an idea that stood out to you in this movie um, after watching it that you're like, this is what Roma is getting across mm-hmm. or exploring? Uh, well, I remember reading Araby by James Joyce. Well, you're pulling was, out Joyce. Nice. That fun. was all about like a feeling of paralysis. And that's what I felt the whole time. Our boy Gaspar was oh, yeah. just, is that his name? Gaspar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gaston Gaspar was all, <laughs> he was just paralyzed the whole time. You, yeah. you see him wringing his hands. He's got his hands on his face. He's not sure of himself. He's conflicted. <laughs> Even he's, playing volleyball. Even playing volleyball. Even he's playing like, volleyball. Oh, what he'll do cross I do? his what arms, do? be like, oh, I'm just kind of hanging out. Don't yeah. look at me. And then, you yeah. know, he'll awkwardly hit the ball and then kind of go back to doing that. And, you know, just not really sure of himself. Just kind of yeah. looking all over, walking all over, just kind of there, just experiencing his life, just letting it wash over him. Yes. But as soon as he identifies that he wants something, it slips out of his hands hmm. because of his ambivalence. And I think it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. I remember reading yeah. that and being like, I don't ever want to be there. And here I am. I'm there. I identify with hmm. him. It's tough. He believes in his own curse, which at the end of the movie, he's like, look, it's, it's what I said. I never get anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah what, what, what was exactly what he said? Nothing. Nothing ever happens. Nothing to me. happens to me. It reminded me of the Chet Baker song that everything bad. I know. To I was me. thinking of the yeah. same song. Really? Uh, you two were both thinking of that song. Wavelength. Hey, man. don't pick on the sad boys. We're the sad boys. Oh, no. We love the sad boys. Sad um, boys are here. They're in town. Yeah, what is it? There is another song that they call it's Everything Happens to Me. Everything the Happens Chet to Baker Me. Song. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Everything hurts. No. Everybody hurts. No. Everyone's um, a crowd. You know, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I don't mean to stereotype. I had a French roommate in San Francisco, <laughs> and he reminded me of people in this movie. He was kind of like, wow. hey, you want to, yeah, I don't know. You like, want to make out? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a French guy singing about San Francisco in this. Uh, yeah, film. there yeah. was crazy. It's uh, crazy. Pa- Paris and San Francisco, sister cities. Believe it or not. Oh, really? Wait, Don't know what, what that means. They but actually, are they are sister cities? Yeah. Oh, does that, that mean they're exactly on the opposite sides of each other? Definitely not on the globe, because that's what some like. Are they called? They're called like sister cities or something like that when it's exactly on the opposite yeah. side of the globe. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's so. There's that that's phenomenon too. One thing that really stressed me out was the idea of like, <laughs> "Hey, you want to do this?" And someone's like, "Yeah, let's do it." 
and it was like a big thing it's like don't you have to like check your schedule or like talk to people or like mm. assess if you can do that and it's like no I'll just do it that's europe man they're on holiday double commitments really stress me out so you're mm. thinking our boy gaston gar gar uh it you, was, you, was no not like that because because he, he was more schedule oriented he was like confused at the fact that like everybody was spontaneous he was like that's a weird thing don't you need to plan things out maybe it's because he's into math i think so i think it's easy analytical he's very yeah. kind of like by the books um but love is not by the books whoa oh. put that on a pillow um so <laughs> cry into that pillow caleb cry um, into it <laughs> <laughs> there's this theme sad where boy. he's like i won't express interest in a girl unless she expressed interest in me yes and i don't i, th- I think there's some sort of theme of passivity in this mm. of oh, him yeah. just kind of like mm. flitting through and not making a decision he's he's paralyzed so he's like i'm i'm just gonna be passive and i'm not gonna make any decision and i think young men mm do that all the time especially i think as people who are all um involved in the church and christian community i think christian oh, yeah. men are extremely passive oh, and yeah. don't take initiative or Preach. do anything and i'm speaking to myself oh okay as well thank you for the humility well, caleb caleb consider the pressure that's put on on young young men Young Christian men, especially, you know, to yeah. be married, yeah, to be a man. Yeah, if you ask uh, a, a young Make woman out, move. if you, you ask a young woman out, all of her friends are gonna know. They're gonna they're gonna talk about it. They're gonna text about it. If you and, ask and two they of them, have. Out, yeah, <laughs> hey, do you, I can tell they have. Do you empathize oh, with that? Have they? Do you empathize with that line that he said? It was like nobody loves me, and therefore I love nobody. Um, not. I mean, I do feel loved. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't feel no, that. No, but he didn't mean like anybody. He meant uh, like he nobody meant, like, romantically loves me. And yeah. therefore I know I love sure. nobody. I, I, yeah. I think that's true. I wouldn't love anybody who didn't love me. Yeah. But this guy fell into the trap. Like that wasn't true. What was I mean? Like, like he, he for sure. He projected on love. He was he was like falsely cynical i guess like because he definitely had like head over heel crushes for for two girls and then kind of realized that he loved the third one i don't think any of them were really head over heels oh the first lena was i don't think so oh what the way he talked talked about her until she got there was not head over heels it was the opposite so he was later in the film when he said nothing she's whatever she hates me it was so so later in the film was under shoulder dude later in the film when he said he said i i i told you not to leave i didn't know it was gonna go that far so later in the film he says like with each girl I kind of project, and this is ugh, this is a whole other tangent we could talk yeah, about. But yeah. he's like, with each girl, I, I project a persona. I kind yeah. of become a different person. Yes, I become more confident. Or with this girl, I become more kind of like devil may care or something like that. And so, like, are you saying with Lena, like we were kind of getting this image that he was like at her beck and call because that was the person that he was around her and then when and then when she wasn't there that's when he's all like this girl's not here i could be without her if i wanted to be yeah careful that's a family i think think Um, he's projecting i 
Yeah. He's projecting where? With her or when Depending on the woman he's with, um, I think with Lena and Celine both, he's not himself. He's trying to no, put on... No, this is a man fractured. He's putting on the I am a romantic dude, uh, too cool for school kind of persona. You see him change. And then when he's with Margot, he's just like openly talking about his feelings. This is who I am. Yeah. Um, You're the only one I can talk no, there's to. There's no mask. Yeah. But with the other two, he's trying to be like... Yeah, I'm romantic, or he's trying, yeah, I'm, he's I'm putting my arm around you right trying away. Trying something and, out. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I think to to answer the question and to answer you, like, I think one of the explorations of the movie, like one of the ideas, is like only and Caleb kind of touched on it with the passivity thing of like just reacting versus like actually taking a step. And I think it was mm. both the guys and the girls because mm. even the girls in the movie would talk about like substitutions and like all of this yeah. stuff. And Am it was very, yeah, like both <laughs> genders. And it's fun to talk about this right after doing the, the Barbie episode. Yeah. <laughs> but like both, both genders were just viewing each other as like an option. Like it's all options and it's like, I'll just react to whatever works out. Yeah. It's not, I'm not going to pick one and pursue it. I'm going to just react and I'm not going to do anything to make anything happen. I'm just going to react. And when both people are doing that, that results in utter chaos. Oh yeah. Even after, uh, what was her name? Um, long hair. Celine. Celine. Selena. Selena. Right? Selena. Selena. S-O-L-E-N-E. I thought that... Okay. Selena Even after... I think, it, I think it happened right? after the meetup. Selena and Lena. Lena. Oh, uh, that's what I mean. Okay, sorry. She was, like, berating him for, like, having, like, oh, you have, like, options and, like, backups and things like that. And he was like, well, that's... Not not in so many words, but he was like, that's very hypocritical. Didn't you, hit, like, bra- have two guys? And she was like, yeah, but I had... I was breaking up with both of them. And then, like, two seconds later, she was like, well, one was my real boyfriend. One was, like, a possible replacement. And I was like, it's the same thing. You're talking about the exact same thing. I disagree. <gasps> I think, oh, think Celine had a boyfriend, broke up with him, had another boyfriend, broke up with him, and then she was ready for Gaspar to be her boyfriend, go with him, go with her to Usson. I'm not talking about Gaspar. I'm talking about like the fact that I think when she had the boyfriend, she was already locking up a replacement while she was she with the boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, mm. like like I think they were simultaneous. No, he wasn't a replacement, and she called him out. I think he knew. He called. She, she knew called he was men out for always needing a replacement. But you know yeah. what? I like that she stood up for herself. She was like, "Are you in or you out? Yes or no?" Yeah. And he's oh, like, "Let me decide." Decisive. And you and she was like, "No, decide right now." Yeah. And, and then he would just double commit. He'd be like, "Okay, fine. If you're gonna pressure me, then yes." That's that paralyzing. Gosh. Yeah. She just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah, Gaspar, I think yeah. Gaspar was uneasy. I think he could see there was a bad pattern there, though. He could see it. Mm. But he was still intrigued because she was the one that was mm. most forward into him. So he's like, maybe I should go for it because she's so into me and she is beautiful. But I think subconsciously, maybe consciously, he's seeing that pattern and being like, maybe I'm just that to her. I don't I don't know if there was that much thought in it for him. You don't think? I think he was so reactionary to whatever each girl was doing. He would be fully committed to one until the other one popped up 
and then they would say something to him and then he would fully commit to that one. That is I don't true. think there that was a lot of like, is this really good or anything? It was purely like, well, this is the one who's talked to me last. And like a moth to in. a flame. Like that phone scene, the scene where the they all differently so called good. him on the phone. Yes. That was like a, that was, that was a, a microcosm of the movie. Yes. Of literally like juggling one calls and is like, let's go on this trip. And he's like, yes. Yes. And then the second <laughs> one calls and they're like, let's go on the same trip. And he's like, um, I don't know, maybe. And they're like, we'll do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> right. And then the third one calls and is like, no, Man, he, he called her. He called her. She calls back. Yeah. And then he's all into her again. And yeah. it's like it's like that sitcom. But don't you think don't you think maybe the the cassette coming for sale was the was Providence? Was him saying, Oh, I can cancel like the first two divine? and I can still have Margot. Divine. That's that's Explain, he's like, that's my answer. I it, couldn't come up with an answer. I got an answer from above. Explain that a bit real quick for okay. the audience. So there's Celine and Lena, right? They both asked him to go on a trip. He commits to both of them. He's obviously gonna have to choose one and he hasn't. And then uh, this guy calls in between after he's called Margot. Margot didn't pick up. And he's like, Hey, I got this cassette thing for sale that you've been looking for, a cassette recorder. Yeah. Six hundred bucks. Thing is you gotta come tomorrow. Yeah. Which means he would miss the first two trips. Right. And so he sits there and he thinks and he's like, I'm going to have to miss out. those two trips with he those two girls. He doesn't think long though. And then he's like, yes, I'll go for the cassette because it gets him out of the conundrum. Right. And then Margo calls and he's so happy because he's like, Margo, guess what? Now I can ditch both of these girls because I can say I could put my music ahead of them. And I think that's his way. I know he left Margo on that ship. I think that's his way of saying my decision has been made for Margot through the circumstances around me. Which is like the least romantic thing you could possibly say to her. Maybe. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, this decision was made for me, which means we're made for each. It's like, no, dude, yeah. you did not yeah, make yeah, a yeah. decision. I agree with but that. He still made the, but he still made so the decision. Weak. He that's didn't, so weak. No, I he think didn't. He, he's just defaulting he's to, leaning what's, on it. to what is offloading the most amount yes. of expectation yes. and responsibility. He's he is not taking any account. This guy is the least accountable, the least like decisive, weak Rubber guys, band. Yeah. Weeks. I'm with you guys are sitting. Do you guys think? Give him a chance. I'm with I'm trying to think because initially I thought wet like, noodle. This is just a cop out for him. Is what my initial thought was. Is like this is just a cop out. Now he can just go do his thing and be like, oh well, the the cassette was for sale, and so I'm going that, and so now I'm free yeah. from any hard decision. And literally but says also, like, oh, the girls will Kayla, understand. Back me up here, Kayla. Jared making a Providence thing. Of like, like Caleb always reads Providence. <laughs> well, no, like, he is a devout Catholic. I've but, seen his whole filmography. I think there's something like, there. Is is that protecting him from possibly bad decisions in the future? I think of uh, in okay. Well, I don't want to get in Acts. You know, <laughs> you know, in Acts when, when they were blocked by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like I, I wonder. <laughs> similar thing of like. You're prevented by doing this one thing and you instead doing this other thing. And maybe it is like ordained in some like not supernatural way, but just in a humanistic way. I just think this whatever 60 something year old man at this point is deeper than we would expect by just portraying some guy who's an idiot. I think there's more to it than that. I don't think he's just saying he's an idiot, but I think he is exploring the dangerous nature of just being so flippant and so... Totally. Yeah. He's not just saying he's an idiot, but he is saying, like, look at what this will get you into. 
Totally that. Is he? Ma- it, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Jared, you made the point that like this director presents a, uh, several options to a young person, and then they either make the wrong decision, the right decision, or they don't. They don't decide. And I think that style of storytelling is uh, kind of like allegorical, but it. it I, I I sort of see it as like. Um, What's, it's not allegorical. What's what, what's like a fable? It's a not Parabolic. allegory. It's a parable Archetype. archetype. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I <laughs> I thought the whole time I was like, just go with Margot. Mm. Everyone and everyone thinks everyone, go with Margot. If everywhere. I were him, I'd go with Margot. <laughs> I think the director wants us to like decide between these options, and by the end yeah. of the movie, just be like, just do this you know the whole movie i was like because every like, time they were together i was just like kiss because <laughs> like if you're putting yourself in his shoes you can be like i can see the uh i can see why you'd want celine because yeah, she's going yeah. for you right away and like when lena comes back no, you're like okay i can no, kind of see why you'd like lena no, but lena not really yeah. as much that's more of like he's just been hung up for so long <laughs> yeah. and then but like still you're like i kind of want celine but like but you're like but i know i should choose Margot. yeah yeah, and you know what? Only yeah. scene where he wasn't wringing his hands and scratching his face and super undecided was that last scene with Marco when they're just kind of sitting in yeah. the grass and he finally felt like a sense of like peace in like choosing her, yeah. sort of, but not really. I don't know. Mm. But you know what's interesting? Hmm. What? Or I, just a thought I had. Yeah. Is he... Just off the dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just off the dome. That's what all of this is, Eric. It's all okay. off the all dome. All right, guys. Like, he's more than his relationships with mm. women. He is Kanaf. <laughs> to quote the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but, so... I disagree with you. Is he Kanaf? I, I well, completely disagree Instead of choosing, like, I have to have my identity in whoever I'm with or dating or seeing instead i'm going to choose something that i'm passionate about and i'm going to choose this that's going to be good for me and something that like so i don't know no I, I, no, you, no you disagree no this man I, no, bounces from thing to thing unaware of what this guy he started wants. with music this guy does not know who he is does not know what he wants yes he's a good musician yes he likes music but it was a way out it was literally a door that was open and it was I'm like just providing is, another what? option perhaps this guy There's is too many empty. Options. I know He's what I would like. Problem. He is I an empty Margo. I want Margo. Let's say it all. I, I want, want Margo. Margo. What do y'all want? Margo. When do you want it? No. no. Margo. <laughs> away. Margo to the pole. Margo. <laughs> no. Yikes. Uh, is this? Is this? A, did you? Did you have a further thought before I shot everything you said down? Oh no! I, okay. I just was thinking like. <laughs> Oftentimes, young men think that their identity is based off who they're seeing and who they're dating. And yeah, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. So 100%. instead, what if I decided to choose not that and something instead that enhances like my passions and what I'm yes, passionate well, about and choosing that? Was this a man who realized all of a sudden that music was his passion or did he give was he given this magical out? It was yeah. it was seconds after the phone call. Probably that he decided to do it. He literally, you could see the gears turning in his head. He was like, all my problems are fixed if I say yes to this. Yes, I'll be there. We've been hinting at it. I'm going to say it straight up. This is the idea that I think is in almost every Romer movie. Not all of them, but a lot of them, which is like, there's an option presented to you in life. And he always does it in relationships. And there's a right option. It's Margo. There's a Margo. 
Right. He does this in his films. He does this in his films and different. Actually, a lot of his earlier films were the women were the protagonists, not Ooh. the man, which is Ooh. interesting. Yeah. Um, right option. And then there's these other things that like lead you astray mm. and they take you away from the truest form of the thing you're trying to achieve. Mm. Sometimes in his movies, it's Celine. like very obviously like this is uh, lust filled and bad. Um, sometimes they're a little more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, but there's always the right option and don't be tempted by the thing that is leading you astray. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a good, like classic there was that idea, ho- idea of sin, idea yeah. of purpose that there was that like really wholesome line that um, I think even Celine said when they were at that last scene, which is like, she's like, I'm fine if you go on that trip with Margot because she's your friend. And f- f- the, oh God, what did and, she say? Uh, she yeah, friendship's comparing- more important than love. Right. That was yeah. essentially what she said. Yeah. She was like, friendship in the end will mean more than maybe a love relationship. And I was just like, wow. Wow. Okay. And maybe is that where he's making the mistake in his relational calls? Um, hmm. Tom, 100%. They were perfect 100. together. She, she was an anthropologist. He wanted to make music and had heavy anthropology influences in that. That little interview at the beginning, so cool. They were both eating that up. They so would have been cool. perfect together. He made the wrong decision. That was literally a marriage of their two things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the basis of every marriage and just any relationship is shanties there once was a ship that put to sea friendship oh okay sorry like Mm. not just like Mm. oh we got good (laughs) chemistry or like we get physical immediately but like are we good deep friends Mm. and that's a good basis that you can build off of rather than like let's just dance at the club yeah Yeah, rumor understands that like it's not that the erotic's bad, but the erotic's not the peak. Right. Yeah, you, you of could t- everything. You could totally tell like the kismet that like happened with Margot in the sky. Like it all like it all made sense. Like everything like yeah. them walking together and them meeting and like you're like, these two are like belong together and then Margo. all this other stuff starts happening. Oh, like you, you get, like I, I don't think it was uninten. I, I don't think it was unintentional that he purposely made like the front half with Margot seem like oh my gosh, like of course, the doy, yeah, they of course they're supposed to be together. Well, it seemed like for both of them, the roadblock was like this idealistic view they had of their like current significant others. Hmm. Because they were both waiting for a yeah. significant other. Mm-hmm. They said it pretty They had on. this thing together, but they were both like waiting for this like far away, distant, never seen person. Yeah. And that's what like led them to just only options, never decisions. You think that's what made it safe to yes. be vulnerable with each other and to go to those places because it was like, at least I know nothing will happen with this person. Kind of. I think it I think it at least opened that door a little easier than like if they had both been single. Oh yeah. That would have may, maybe not have happened. Hmm. Have you ever uh in in your single days if you had them um probably had them. I was married. Look over to this room. Look over to this room. Have you ever born married? Have you ever had a a, a friendship married. with a woman? And it it's it's like a deep friendship, and at a certain point, they're like, "Hey, you should date." I don't want to talk about it. 
<laughs> this is not therapy it's corner so for Caleb. Charged. This is it's trauma so, center. It's so when Margo oh, was like, hey, like I can set you up with someone or like, hey, did you see a pretty girl? Like I could tell because you were ogling her. It, and it, it was all like oh, yeah. fun and light, but it was so charged. It was oh, yeah. so charged. Oh, yeah. And and it, and it made even more sense when like, knows it. that scene where she was like jealous or angry and yeah. she was like, oh, I just overreacted. No, you just don't want to say that you actually have feelings. She was repressing guy. it up until that point. Yeah. I think, do you think that's when she knew? Like fully, like, wow, I actually have feelings for this guy. Is when she started getting angry that she was I with. I think she knew before, but I he think, was with her. I think it really girl. came to a head there. Yeah. I think she got frustrated that he couldn't decide. Oh yeah. That no, was she was so she was flippant. frustrated with that's, men. That's what frustrated. That's a frustration that's of what, women with men all the time. Sure. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Do you, Do you guys think that this is a tragically accurate portrayal of French love? Is, I don't know enough about French love. Is kind of this kind like unattached kind of like it's like. You're not. It's it's very non-committal. To use a word, blase. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna go beyond to French go. and just say modern Western love. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that yes. dinner scene from um, Before Sunset or whatever um, Sunrise. Which one? Did With you see Ethan all three Hawk? of those? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. There was that dinner scene in France, and they were they were all talk. There was like different generations at the dinner table, and they were all talking about love, um, and how there was this uh, old married couple that had been together, but then there was like yeah. middle aged people kind of talking about like almost like sort of non committal relationships, and then there was this younger couple that was like, we love each other, but like if if he wants to love someone else, that's okay because love is love is fluid and it's and it was just like this weird conversation about like what love could be and i think it was like a stage mm-hmm. for showing like how love can be anything and if love takes you in this direction follow it and it was like i was like watching it just being like oh my god i am not comfortable with this conversation on how fluid they think like love can flow in in different areas and how you don't have to like stay with one person and st- and that's just my yeah, belief and, and that's fine but like the ghosts i don't know it, but but it was but they were in france and they were they were french yeah. and so i don't know if i connected that with that or well there's so many instances where <laughs> they said straight up like I have a boyfriend I have a girlfriend they'll be coming in a month or they'll be riding me the next few days and then they like make out with someone else what are you gonna do just sit yourself in ectoplasm and wait (laughs) yeah Yeah. direct line you're right you know what I'm in ectoplasm and they would they would always qualify it by like well they're not gonna be here yeah <laughs> they don't have to know it's, it's it's like object permanence which yeah. i think we also talked about on the truman show episode if they're not here they don't exist so it's yeah. fine right yeah right um but but do you think he i don't know i, I just had this this thought where it's like do you think do you think the director was making a commentary on on the different kinds of love but also having an opinion on which one was best yeah he's totally saying in the modern world where love is not globally, but more so a personal choice. It's an individual choice. Hmm. Here's, <laughs> you're going to have trouble making that choice. And these are uh, young people trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And yep. 
even in love. And these are some of the problems they are going to face in doing that. And I think he gets to the, I mean, based on the amount of times that Caleb slapped his chair, I think <laughs> he hit it on the head pretty perfectly. We're all feeling the same thing. Caleb just physically reacted to it. The number of times he either slapped the chair or Which yelled me out. To the now! Was there a moment? Now! Was there a moment where you were most like, ugh? Like gut. Or most gut emotionally hurt. like affected? Or most, uh, yeah. What like hit you? There was clearly the one at the end that you yelled out because the movie ended with him leaving Margot. Right. Yeah. I think the moment when Lena showed up where I was like, oh, get out of here, girl. <laughs> get out of here, girl. <laughs> um, you don't belong that, here. Or even when he started like hanging out with Celine, I was like, no, really? you belong with Margot. <laughs> Oh wow! Selena's a great option. Wow! I stand by. Selena was fun, a great fling. No, she was direct. She was principled. So fling, but Selena had no track record of longevity. I'm sorry. I'm with Caleb on this. Whoa! Wait, what? What is your opinion? I think Celine was going from guy to guy to guy. Right. At least yeah, she yeah, knew yeah, yeah, what yeah, she yeah. was about, and she wasn't too timing. Celine was. Did you hear? She the knew accordion? what she was about, but what she was about was wrong. Did you hear what the accordion player said? He said. Hey, by the way, this is the third guy you've brought on this ship in three weeks. Did you not hear that? That was yeah. you must have missed. That I missed. Part. That. I actually did miss. <laughs> he that. didn't say that. And like, it's okay. My uncle's okay if guys stay over. Uh, <gasps> I think I think uh, Celine right. is presented as like the sexy distraction. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. For sure. Which can which, be fun. Which at she could turn into more. <laughs> she could turn into more. There is that, but she's not sh- showing that yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the movie was very believable because i thought the acting was great but i also have a hard time believing that the director got everyone on that beach to sign something that they could be in that movie especially the at times naked extras on the beach mm. um oh yeah that's the, France, like baby. random kids who they would walk by who would stare directly into the camera and i just thought it was a very like yes. it was a very real movie and the blocking you mentioned the blocking eric yeah um the gosh when when a when a, a man on screen tries to kiss a woman and she just doesn't want that i think that was the moment for me where i was like oh <laughs> wow. dude like read the room and then he goes in again like no yeah. no for real and it's like no 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 dude. stop stop or like try to hold her hand and no no but i think the biggest uh groan for me was when lena called gaspar and was like hey sorry i was you know a devil yesterday but i'll be an angel now and like let's go you know like i'm back i'm back baby i'm back (laughs) he knew it too he said that it's (laughs) but but that reminds me of like the type of personality that's like i don't like you we're broken up and then the person is like reeling from like emotional manipulation and then the yeah. next day they're like hey we're fine right and yeah. they're like whoa my neck hurts yeah. and like i i felt that from his perspective yeah. i was just like mm. i was like no buddy <laughs> buddy do not yeah. go back to her because yeah. she is manipulating your emotions yes and she is using you yep and i i saw that fairly clearly from his yeah um side at least that was my perspective i don't know yeah i'll piggyback off that because yeah. i think the the biggest i don't think i audibly groaned but the biggest yep. like internal groan for me was when he was describing her and he was like one day she's 
all black and then one day she's all white and it's like yesterday was our whitest day yeah and t- yep. today was our blackest and day. that was yeah. just like that that just hurts and then oh, yeah. oh it was even more more poetic it was like yesterday was our whitest day today is our blackest day and now it's just all gray yep like just like the gray and i was just like oh my god yeah. that's so well put yeah that is so well put He's, he just doesn't know what's going it's like on you it's all said, gray it's it's whiplash yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah not quite my tempo not my tempo <laughs> rushing or dragging right? not my tempo like, like the movie you rushing Whiplash? or were you dragging um, were you rushing or were you dragging yeah. Tom you bring up something that a question that I had unless Jared do you have more questions I, I, I have it's probably qu- something that I was gonna ask similar well, so I'd, I'd say I, go for I it I don't know it, it probably isn't close but uh, <laughs> we watched a movie called Eight and a Half we did that was all yeah, kind of about surrealism hmm this movie is very just realism incredible realism of yeah. just so you're yeah. just sitting in a scene of this guy of and this girl walking. practicing this song for five minutes and you just kind of sit with it mm. um yeah. so i don't know I, I i i think i prefer like this type of and maybe this is, goes along with like the french new wave this is kind of towards the end of the french new wave when french new wave start like 60s it's like yeah this wouldn't be french new wave but he's but one this of those, is kind of like coming like out of that era yeah. into something like this and he's a little different from a lot of them um but yeah, i'm just curious what what you guys think of like the the realism aspect of it you're just like it's it's very it's not very artistic, but you're just kind of sitting with characters and walking with them yeah. and hearing the elements. There's not sat, like music really. But as Eric said, it looks so good. It, it does look really so looks well, amazing. That's kind of what I was hitting on earlier with the travelogue thing is it was almost like a relationship or multiple relationships explored through like an explorer's notes. Like it was so like brutalistically real of it was like this scientific like study of this thing of like this happened today then this happened today mm. and then this happened today and it was just like a journal basically yeah yeah it reminded me of um asteroid city <gasps> um, really. we love uh, asteroid city <laughs> with yeah, the, uh, that's good the transitions being like a card um yes and i was trying to sort of draw some similarities between the two in my head and i think while asteroid city is you know kind of surreal i guess I'm, i might be misusing these terms it's very stylistically but i thought it was a character study it was like these are the characters here's their pain here's their trauma it's related to the writer's trauma which is probably related to the director's trauma um but i thought this movie was yes more scientific i think their discussion about ethnography in the beginning sort of grounds it in a place of like deep deep intellectual discourse about the academics of a relationship yeah very much so this this person's like this and this person's like that and this person's like that which will you choose based on these differences but isn't it fascinating that when you academically try to break down relationships it just muddled it's like confusing it's just like yet yet the whole thing falls apart it's like you cannot think academically you have to think emotionally relationships are not a science (laughs) i don't know i just wish he would have made a decision like i just wanted him to choose and he did go with it but then it was too late (laughs) he chose music it was made for him no 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 well yeah the decision was made for him he did not make a decision that's correct i think that's an important point is he never really makes a decision in the whole movie but but I think but when he but when he finally decides who he wants to be with based on the decision that was made for him she's like 
I'm sorry. Like too late. Like mm. I don't think so. I don't think that's a too late. She she said it was too late. She I was know, like, but I don't think that's what it is. Do you think it wasn't real? Do you think he wasn't coming back? They make they out afterwards. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's a French yeah. goodbye. If you didn't know that, I, by the I way. don't think it's a French goodbye. I think it's I think it's her acknowledging. She's like, I'm saying this, but we know how this is gonna. Mm, yeah. Anyways, um, speaking to the realism, I've thought a lot about this because a lot of movies that are realism, I think, are the most boring um, movies. And like, I don't typically go for like if someone tells me a movie's like realism or it's like n- natural, I'm like, it's probably bad is in the back of my head. Okay. Every single one of these Romer movies, there is something he does that I can't, it's tried to be replicated many times and it hasn't been. I think there's a few things going on here. I think the choice of non-actors is huge. I think no score is huge. Um, there's never any score in yeah. most of his movies. Um, there, he's got some stylistic ones. I think constantly grounding it um, outside and yep. shooting it um, at the time that the thing taking place should be taking place uh-huh. makes a huge difference. And I think I read somewhere once that he doesn't like shooting um, his actors in close-up because it's yeah. not how someone would see that person. Like, I'm looking at all of you guys. Yeah. I would never look at you in close-up. Yeah. So by choosing never to show up. someone in close up, it makes you feel like there's that distance that keeps it real. Right. Um, and just something about the way he writes dialogue and frames them. It yeah. seems like it's just naturalistic, but that's got to be so yeah. on the nose rehearsed. I feel like a modern movie that does it well is Lady Bird. Like, while we're on the yeah. train, I feel like it's not all of those specific yeah. elements. Like, she's using big-ish actors. There was a score in the movie. But, yeah. like, to me, Lady Bird felt like that. And I thought about that during this movie yeah. of, like, this feels like a real-life thing where it's exploring how a young person feels, pursuing love, doing all of these things, all the frustrations they have with, like, their parents and things mm. like that. Like, I felt like... Greta Gerwig did a really good job of like emulating this sort of realism in Lady Bird. Mm. I mean, I, I, I brought up the before trilogy. Do you like, I can't get that out of my head as far as like, do you think that was inspired by this guy's movie? Oh yeah. Right. Are you kidding me? That, right. wouldn't, that wouldn't exist without Rome. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It, it like, like following them on a night and like just, just them talking to each other, the whole movie and like bouncing from one thing to the next. It's a little different than, than this kind of style. But I, I see those as so like, heavily influenced um by each other and yeah i think i think that that in my mind that's the modern um that's the modern one that comes to mind for me as far as like trying to replicate like these are real life situations real life conversations and especially in the has anyone not seen though the trilogy okay (laughs) especially in the last movie there's like a conversation they have that's like insane and probably the one of the most devastating things i've seen on screen um and just a very like almost trying to like capture a real moment 
in in the way that this film is trying to like I feel capture real conversations maybe, real moments maybe because it's not so emotionally heightened too maybe that makes it feel more real hmm. I don't know hmm. I don't know how to explain it but I know Ordinary? that like, I know that I look at it and I'm like this is beautiful even though it's not like trying to capture a perfectly composed shot yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think ordinary is a good word, Eric. Yeah. Mm. I think that's good because that's how there's this beauty movie in the ordinary. It, it, they didn't feel like like we, uh, Caleb and I both made a joke about like Timothy Chalamet playing this like character, mm-hmm. and then but, eventually but, Matt Healy, <laughs> yeah. and eventually Matt Healy. It would ruin it though because it's not ordinary. Yeah, like there is something so ordinary about the people, the actors, the situations hmm. that I think. You can connect to. You just slip into it. You're just like, this is this is happening in front of me. Yeah, because it's a nobody on stage. I connect with a nobody. Yeah. I thought the first five minutes of the movie where our main uh, character did not say anything. Yeah. There are opportunities to have him say stuff. Ordering food, interacting with people. But he said nothing until Margot came and said something to him mm-hmm. and i think uh i don't want to make a deeper point about his identity being wrapped up in who sees him but he kind of mm-hmm. makes that point himself that he's nothing and that he needs these outside influences to make him something which i don't know if you believe that about all all of humanity but i was just mm-hmm. dying for him to make a decision and bring something into the world of his own and mm-hmm. besides kind of idle talk not much yeah gaspar is the original ken <gasps> wow Think about the, it. I like the, the French first, release of Ken I like the first few minutes like you were saying Tom just in storytelling there's no words but already you know this guy's new to town Mm-hmm. He's on some sort of holiday. Feels like a loner. He's yeah. He feels alone. Just He's just kind of like <laughs> walking through, just trying to figure out life in this new town. Yeah, I think that like in itself, I, they didn't do anything special. But I'm like, oh, that's just good way of telling a story without using any dialogue of like, hey, yeah. I'm new to town. Can you tell me uh, <laughs> what's up? What's good? Well, oh. it was ordinary, but I think it also showed that he was, even though he was waiting, he was also looking. At mm. the same time, mm. I think it did establish that well of like he was going out, he was doing all this stuff, he was still alone, but he was like he, he went was there still, early. He was still looking. Yeah. Do you think he, he went was, early? Do you think he, he was really waiting? You didn't, for you didn't know it was yeah, for a true. girl initially, yeah. but you find that out later that that's really what he was doing in that first five minutes, waiting for Lena. He looking kinda for Lena. or looking for anyone to looking catch his for eye. anyone to replace her. Wow. Uh, do you guys have a favorite shot or moment? Mm. I like um, when uh, Gaspar and Celine, immediately after they were making out, uh, her uncle comes in and just <laughs> smiles. He like knows everything, but he kind of just, just smiles, smiles at him. Yeah. And she's like, hey, uh, you want to go for a ride on our boat? And he's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, I just love the um, the exchange on the hilltop between Margot yeah. and Gaspar uh, in in the wildflowers. Yeah, I just thought that was so beautiful. It was the one great where they acting. The one the in one, the woods. The one where she re- kind where of like she rejected like, the kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the one where she yeah. was like hold on hold on yeah i just like the tension in it was just like Frick. she's like i'll take Frick. it as a symbol yeah. 
Yeah, I think you actually said that. You're like, <laughs> you should bleep all those out. Yeah yeah, 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 I like the moments when they're talking in her. She's driving the van. Mm, yeah, and they're talking. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, as he changes Ooh. cinemagraphically, like. You're in uh, the interior of the van where it's underexposed, mm-hmm. but then the outside of the van is also overexposed. correctly, it's not overexposed, it's correctly exposed. So I'm curious how you would do something like that, and I'm like, I thought like, well, they put diffusers over the windows of the car, but the window was rolled down, so it's not like there was just like a neutral density, like you can put like a filter over it that mm. will make it darker. So I'm curious... And they're obviously shooting on film, so maybe there's something different they did with film. But on if I'm shooting with like a digital camera, I'm curious how you would correctly expose both the interior of the van and the exterior of all the countryside. It was a map. Well, you almost never do. Yeah. Like almost always, you're either focusing on one or the other. You're right. Never doing both. Yeah, either one's exposed because you have an insane up. depth of field if you're trying to do that, right? So, like, yeah, the, it was. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to recreate the shot and see. Because on, film, wow. on film, on film, on film, you don't have like ISO or anything. You got a light meter built that in. Can tell yeah, you. that's like built into the film stock. So right. you're having to. You only have like your exposure, really, mm-hmm. and your your frames, but like. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's I think a it was intentional, though. You I got your aperture. Did you, think about, did, you think, did you take the sunroof into consideration? Oh, maybe. maybe. Mayhaps. I mean, the environment Mayhaps. has a character, right, Jared? Yeah, right? Yikes. The French countryside. The environment's side. not a character, Cody. <laughs> French, Otherwise, it French wouldn't have its own name, which is the Total character. It's the biggest character different things, and that's okay. Movie. Let okay, me just say. Okay, okay. <laughs> I the moon to... was a character. The guitar was a character. They were all characters. The title cards were a character. Jared, I wanted to read what uh, a quote from uh, Eric Romer's uh, a biography, which is alludes to something that you had said, okay. which was um, of all the films that I've made. I think this is the most personal vehicle. Everything that is in this film is true. They are either things I experienced in my youth or things that I noticed. I have carried with me the story of this film, which was in part inspired by events that occurred during my adolescence for a long time. I do think a lot of his earlier films lead up to this one. Personally, that's what I think. I think they all come to a head in this movie. Mm. Um, especially yeah. the young love, tr- like triangle square stuff. Pyramid. Pyramid, sorry. Isosceles pyramid. <laughs> you guys should all go watch Claire's knee. Uh, Jonathan, I don't know his last name. Jonathan Bose just watched. He it. just watched it. I think he gave it what four stars for. It's so good. Um, I want to say my favorite part of this movie is yeah. when they're at the uh, Le Creperier de la Lune, and oh, then yeah. the subtitle says "Pancakes of the Moonlight." <laughs> 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 I didn't even what a see terrible that. subtitle the, the that French, is. The French oh have such God. a way with words. <laughs> such a way with words. Such a bad subtitle. You guys like crepes? I uh, love crepes. Oh, yeah. I, I got a crepes, crepes place just down the street from me. Really? Oh, yeah. Paris crepes. I've never been to the crepes place in Breckenridge. I heard it's pretty it's good. good. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to Breckenridge Labor Day weekend with my fam, so maybe I'll, uh, I'll stop by there. Hey, next time you guys come down and meet at the principal's office, um, Go down Tejon and Paris Crepes is there. Nice. Get, get crepes a crepe. for dinner. Give it a go. They have, they have good crepes there. They have good crepes there. Yeah. Great film. 
Thanks, Great film. Does anyone else have anything they wanted to say? Any last thoughts? I I couldn't really pick out like a favorite shot necessarily. I don't know if, I mean, it's not that sort of movie, right? Like we've talked about it being realistic and ordinary. So they're not trying to pull for these big cinematic moments. Right. Um, But I think I did notice, like Tom said at the beginning, like the beginning where he's like on the boat and he has his guitar and there's kind of this establishing shot of this character. I think that stood out to me. Hmm. That was the most cinematic part of the movie was the first like 30 seconds. Hmm. Right. Wow. That's how he got you in. He sent yeah. you in. It was beautiful. All right. Now we're done with some. Oh, wait. You're going to say oh, something, Tom? You got, a, you got a final thought? I was just going to say I would let my uh, teenage son or daughter watch this. Ooh. I probably wouldn't watch it with them because that'd be weird. But yeah. Yeah. No, you should. But I would. And I'd say, who should he have picked? Romer is, is one of my, like, I think this is one of, like, my teenage man, like, directors. Yeah. Like, teenage yeah. boy. Like, I, yeah. I want you to watch Romer because this is what you will be dealing with, whether you think it or not. Start him off with Ghibli. Be. Start him with Ghibli Young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ramp up to Romer. With Night of the Hunter. Every day <laughs> for a year. <laughs> every day for a year. Yikes. Yeah. I don't know what that you would start, do to them. No, you start with Ernest and Celestine. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Start then you watch Ghibli. Oh or, sorry, my. Ghibli. Oh and then... You got it right. I hook. Just, I just don't want everything... <laughs> yes, 100%. I got the hook book right there. Hook book. I don't want hook everything book. to be full of, like, the myth of redemptive violence. Like, mm. But then the main character decided to, like punch someone or Murder like kill everyone. someone or like yeah. became seized his power and destroy and that's why he's a good character it's like no just like in the ordinary like make reasonable choices that like <laughs> you can back up and like believe it i <laughs> who, love this tom i love this who should yeah. he have chosen and then at the end be like and don't be at all like this guy <laughs> please he should, have, <laughs> he should have fought one of them oh my yeah. god one of the women yeah fight, oh fight, 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 yeah. fight. This, this and is then bad. jared when they this get to be like downhill. your kids are 22 then you just show them lost city of z for like a year straight <laughs> it's, just terrence, it's just terrence malik the whole way <laughs> All right, that's All right. it. It's a summer tale, but guess what? We're not done because we got to rank our summer chat GBT oh, series films as number one. My God. We had, guess what? War of Medieval Japan, and guess what? This guy killed a guy, or did he? Or did he oh, not? Yeah, or did he not? Or that who was killed so him? Long ago. It was so long ago. And guess what? I have a story. The thief's got a story. The wife's got a story. Oh, wait. The the dead guy through a necromancer's got a story, and guess what? We don't Whole even know story. which one's real. But the guy took the baby, so it must be okay. That's right. It's Rashomon. Oh, I was trying to figure uh, yeah, the baby. Number two. Oh, I was swaddled as a baby, so I have female problems. Oh, I don't know which <laughs> oh, women to go and, for, and I'm just a jerk all director all of these. who's invented the term <laughs> meta narrative. That's right. It's Federico Fellini. Third, in, we in had eight, in eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. You Third, didn't say we that. had everyone give me your best accent. Go, Eric. Fuck uh, the card, Harvard Yard. Go, Eric. Oh, departed. Uh, Tom. <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, where's the car? And we're like, <laughs> that's wrong. Cody, are you Australian? <laughs> Go f- yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was perfect. I'm not a co-op. That's right, it's deported. Fantastic. And then we watched The Summer's Tale, so who wants to rank them four to one first? Four to one. Whoa. Oh my god. I can go first. No preparation. Really? You can go first? Yeah. All right. I already know what his number one is. (laughs) I want to go The Departed. 
Whoa, that's low. I'm going to go eight and a half. Okay. Wow. I'm going to go Rashomon. I'm going to go Summer's Tale. Let's go, baby. Dang. Yep, I knew it. I'm going to echo. That's yours, that's yours too? I'm echoing oh. Caleb's list. Same four to one. Wow. Okay. We on the same page. We on the same page. I haven't seen Rashomon since college, so it's probably been like five or six years. So I might put eight and a half above Rashomon mm. for now. Okay, but, so but mirroring it, like I would probably, yeah, I would God, probably dude. go Departed last, then Rashomon, then eight and a half, and then this. Oh, this is so hard. We gonna get a Summer's Tale sweep? These well, <gasps> if it's like, got summer in the title, we're we're five starring. <laughs> This is this is in my opinion this is kind of difficult right because you have eight and a half which is like a classic like greatest films of all time yeah, type of movie yeah, right sight and sound and then you have Departed which won an Oscar it's also a good movie but it's not quite in the same category as eight and a half Oscar okay <laughs> but this is my point it's just like every one of these and then Rashomon is like really really good really classic movie and Summers tale is kind of like just a really good movie but not even in the same league as eight and a half or rashomon and so yeah. it's it's seriously hard to to rate and in my head like follow your head I not don't, your heart no in my head i'm like why is why would summer's tale be at the top of that list but it is isn't it it affected me most Eric, just just go down the list. Hey, go, this, go, this is you. This is go yours. Go four, three, two, one. This is not just the film stars collective. This is this, your off the cuff. And your list should Top echo four. mine if you're right. No, don't listen <laughs> to Jared. As we've said before, the film snobs will tell you what to like. <laughs> we curate your movie watching. I would probably go. Oh, I'm so. I'm you said four. Okay, so I'm gonna go four, yeah, three, two, four one. Uh, I would probably go Departed. No, Departed sucks. We all agree. It doesn't suck. <laughs> and then I would sucks go in this fourth list. out of four. And then I would go eight and a half. Oh, Rashomon. <gasps> and then Summer's Tale. Summer's Tale with the sweet. That's an STS. That's a Summer Tale sweet. STS, baby. Wait, Tom. How many of those four have you seen? Ask the yes, baby. You know, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna watch the other three. You and I'm gonna, <laughs> no, you're not. The, the no, you're no, I have not. not. You don't need to watch and the other what? two first. I'll, I'll follow up with the snobs and I'll I'll learn a thing or two. I, I'm really excited to do that. You should watch. I think you wow. really like Rashomon. Yeah. We're doing. Are they, are they all in Criterion? Rashomon's on Criterion. I right? think right. most, most, eight half, right? most of Kurosawa's on Criterion. Most, yeah, yeah, a lot of Kurosawa's. Eight and a half's on Criterion, right? Yeah, yeah. Eight and half. Campbell, Steve, and I are going through some Kurosawa stuff, so we'll, what? we'll watch it. Oh, nice! I'm excited to see what you like. Um, uh, so what's our next? What's our next topic? Uh, this is exciting. We've talked about you uh, know. So, so we're on an other. We're on an every other week schedule now. So let's let's all yeah because it is August. It's August. For, to to preface what we're it about to August say, August tenth, and it's like, it is August. August. It is my Sister's birthday Hell, today. Allie, we love you, girl. Happy birthday, Allie. Allie's our girl. Caleb's sister. Such yeah, a snobby. Yeah, 26, the big 2-6. Uh, best year of your life, Allie. It's Jared, coming. <laughs> but Jared is right. Because we're on an every other week cycle, the last of this of this series will last couple if last we, two we decided to do a bonus app because if we don't it'll come out early in the month but if we do a bonus app that's not related to this topic our last in this series will come out 
October 26th. Which is right before Halloween. That's right. Spooktober. Spooktober. Spooktober 3. 3? Spooktober 4. 4? Is it 4? 3. No, it's definitely 3. It'll be my first. Oh, it's it's my favorite <laughs> one that we do. I freaking love Spooktober. I, I love Spooktober. All right, Eric, you're going to have to Eric spook us out next time. scary movies. Uh, no, j- uh, Caleb goes first, oh, doesn't Caleb, he? Oh, Caleb, you're going to have to spook us out, baby. Do I? Okay, I'll spook you out. Uh, this will be my pick. Uh, we might do a bonus app in between. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so yeah, you don't have wait, to have wait, your okay, movie so picked right now. Let me, let me right look now, at this right now. So we are going to do Spooktober. The next. next episode is going to come out. I did it every other week on the seventh, then on the twenty first. Right. Then on if the we 5th, don't, if we don't do a bonus app, then our last ep is October 9th, which I think oh, is a little yeah, too early. It's a little too early, but we have. So we if we do a bonus app right, in between, so we got to do a bonus app. We got to do it on Big Pig in the City. It's got to be on Big Pig in the City. I'll have a spooky movie ready in a month. And in our bonus, and we've talked about it. Our bonus app, we might, we might do some Wes Anderson content. We might do. Yeah, he has a new movie coming out on Netflix. I didn't know about this. What is this? September. We won't Cody, what is, what is this? Oh, I it's, thought it was September. I don't know a ton about it. Oh, you don't know a ton about it? Wonderful World of Henry Sugar. It's a Roald Dahl uh, book yeah, of six short stories. No. He's adapting four of the short stories into it's short like, films. It's like a stage play. It's like a um, Wes Anderson ballad of Buster Scruggs. Literally yeah, like actually, the most. I'm so into the, that. The, the short story, The Swan, was like the most affecting, depressing thing I ever read in like elementary school. I mean, Roald Dahl was like Whoa. intense. It's like defecting? I, I loved defecting. it. I like was so disturbed and I loved it and I still love it so I can't wait to see I what he does with the frack. Jared's an expatriate. He's, he's in a Maybe uh, we should just watch Willy Wonka. Uh, no. Which Speaking one? of Raw out, Doll. We'll out. discuss off pod and um, I will make the decision for us. What? Fantastic. Jared well, is the film star. Thank you so much again, Tom, Tom for coming. Love you, Tom. Pleasure Tom. as always. We love it having you. so good Thanks for you. having me. It was an honor. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Once you double dip, you got a trip. Well, I don't know Whoa. what at all that meant. Uh, all right, so now we'll right, see you hit next the time for Adios, cute Burgessina. Burgessina, Burgessina, Burgessina. Burger, Burgessina. I got the burgers, get the lettuce, and the tomatoes. <laughs>